This is Pastor Mark Jasinski with Out of the Coal Mine. Thank you for joining us today for today's discussion. Back again with Paul Hammonds. Good to have you with us again. A series of podcasts just introducing Paul and talking about some of the themes we're going to look at in the upcoming weeks. Uh, so you just shared uh, a little bit of your background, uh, where you're from. You did, you did ministry for how many years? Um, basically four. All right. So you were a pastor for four years yeah. in the Pentecostal setting. Mm. And then you uh, left and went down to Texas. Uh, Correct. And um, didn't get resaved, but got <laughs> sanctified into the reform setting. So you went to a PCA church down there. Mm-hmm. Um scholarly, uh, pastor, church, mm-hmm. everyone loved books, and you began to grow in your faith that way and understanding of, of the faith. Uh, what brought you to Texas? What took you down there? Work. Okay. This was during a big recession in Illinois. Okay. Like, to give you an example, in a fair-sized city in Des Moines, in um, Illinois, a Walmart opened, and they had 4,000 applicants. Okay. Yeah. So, so work was very, very scarce. So, yeah, and uh, and Texas isn't necessarily a terrible place to be. So, Houston is not my go-to place. Okay, Winterset <laughs> is yes. Yeah. Winterset, Iowa, for all those listening, is beautiful. Um, no, Houston was ninety-five degrees yeah. to ninety-nine degrees, and it was ninety-five to ninety-nine percent humidity seven days. Uh, a week for seven months straight. Uh-huh. No offense to those if you're listening from that area. We're happy you're with us. Iowa is nice. <laughs> <laughs> and it's been a great place to be the last at least three years through some of the challenge and difficulty that uh, the nation's gone through. Um, anything else you'd like to add to your story of uh, coming into the Reformed world? Well, the pastor, uh, Pastor Myers, was um, kind enough to lend me a book on predestination and as I went through the book, I had already been exposed to uh, Francis Schaeffer, who's Presbyterian, and was ministering in Europe and started the Libri um, houses of uh, people could come there and live and, and learn for free. And um, because of the studies I had done at college, I was familiar with his name, and so I was familiar with some of some of their thinking, and also J.I. Packer. And um, Packer, in his intro, just insults, mm-hmm. you know, the non-Reformed by saying that, you know, the, the Pentecostals didn't have a theology. <laughs> right. And I'm at a Pentecostal college, yeah. <laughs> and they're using it as a textbook. So. That is ironic. Yeah, so when I uh, received the book from Mike Myers, then... As I read it, it was just irrefutable. Yeah. As I went through, and and he was detailed in the scriptures for every point he was making. Mm-hmm. And by the time I was halfway through the book, I was, yeah, yeah. All my theology has got to be redrawn, mm-hmm. and it's like your world gets turned upside down in a wonderful way. Yeah, ironically as well. Mm-hmm. I had a similar experience, uh, but it was with R.C. Sproul's book, Chosen by God. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was in more charismatic, uh, um, not Pentecostal settings, but very Arminian settings. Mm -hmm. And I grew up in the Reformed setting. And so I'm not sure what led me there, maybe not knowing what I believed to begin with fully. Uh, And then I 
I don't know who gave me the RC Sproul, Sproul book, but I, I remember remember reading it. And I'm like, this this stuff is crazy, you know. Like I don't have to get resaved every night. You know, it really Christ purchased me. I belong to Him. Like I'm I'm His property. This is how He saved me, and it was so freeing. It was the it was the most freeing short book I've ever read in my life because that's that's where I was at. I thought I had to uh, repent of sin to be saved every night, and it stifles your uh, Christian growth and your Christian output, right? Because you you can't advance and um, you're just stifled. You're just stifled in the Christian life because you're always having to get resaved, you know? And, and once I understood that it's Christ that saves me once and for all, I belong to him in life and in death uh, and how he saved me, I was free just to continue uh, to move forward and, uh, and grow, grow up as a, as a Christian. And, and, uh, and my friends in that other, so this was college and in that setting, uh, the more charismatic, uh, Arminian setting, um, they were convinced I went apostate, you know, he's going to a, a what a reformed seminary. Oh, he's out of the faith. He's out of the faith because they're, you know, they're arrogant. So they're, they think God's in a box and it's really, it's the opposite. You know, the reformed understanding uh, does in one sense, pit our responsibility with God's sovereignty. There's some things we can't explain there and it's anything but putting God in a box. I mean, there's just stuff we ultimately say, I don't understand what God has done. Thank you for doing it. I belong to you and I'm going to live for you now. So I, I credit R.C. Sproul with that. And I remember going back to the reformed church I grew up in and teaching a class uh, on chosen by God. And I had the same reaction in the class, like this stuff isn't true. And I'm like, well, yeah, this is what we believe actually in this reform setting. So it was interesting too, for those, uh, that didn't fully know, uh, you know, what God had done and is doing, uh, mostly it's the thought of what we had done and what we continue to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it, was, it was freeing would be my point. Yeah. Even when I was in Bible college and an Arminian, uh, the pastor asked at a study group, you know, Am I a sinner because I sin, or am I? Do I sin because I'm a sinner? And I was the only one who said I sin because I'm a sinner, right. because in their understanding, they were a sinner because they sinned. So they didn't even have the concept of total depravity, mm-hmm. you know, complete moral inability from the get-go. And we had one Bible professor who professed that children were born innocent yeah he, he couldn't wrap his head around that they were they weren't innocent yeah so which brings me to my next topic some of the things we may go through in this podcast mm-hmm. are things like tulip and we'll talk about total depravity as part of that mm-hmm. what that means and um, that would be helpful i think for our listeners uh to hear those that don't know or those that need a refresher on some of those topics mm-hmm. um you had suggested something else as well uh to present on the podcast. Do you want to say a little bit about about that? Uh, Understanding historical Christianity has been a big boon in my life Mm -hmm. to understand the outgoings in the church and how things have come to be what they are and how the fracturing of denominations over minor points have led to churches that really shouldn't even be in existence because they, they broke for very small reasons. Mm -hmm. And men took it upon themselves to draw away people and start a new congregation and then a denomination. Mm -hmm. And so I think there was a little bit of hubris there. Yeah. The ego got in the way. Yeah. So we'll talk some church history. Uh, Maybe we'll talk course corrections to avoid repeating some of church history, uh, even thinking about who we are as a church in our culture now. Uh, we face new challenges, which aren't necessarily new in the, in the grand scheme of, of history, but how do we navigate the course? Yeah, I look forward to our future conversations. And again, thank you for joining us. Today.
today. Do I have any closing words? All right. No is fine. <laughs> we'll talk to you all soon.